Amen. The gift exchange part two. Philippians chapter four, very familiar passage, verse six and seven. Beautiful passage of scripture, very, very familiar passage of scripture. Be anxious for nothing. I'm going to break that word nothing down for you. But in everything. But what? In everything. By prayer and supplication with P-S-T. Let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension. You won't even know how to understand it when you get that peace. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to talk about this morning. Give God your worry and he'll give you his peace. Give God your worry. And he'll give you his peace. If you can give away one thing in your life that's hindering you, what would it be? We all have something this morning. Amen. That we would like to exchange for something else. We all worry. Amen. And even when you look at the word worry, we find that the word carries the idea of caring. Amen. Worry comes from over-caring. Isn't that something? It's amazing because sometimes... We worry to the point where it just becomes part of who we are. Amen. The world offers us a picture of a worry-free life, which is distorted. It doesn't make any sense. Whenever you go after what the world offers for peace, you find yourself right back at square one. You find yourself right back at the starting point of where you started. Are you with me? During this time of the year, people worry. They worry about the fact that they don't have enough money to buy gifts. They worry about the fact that it's the end of the year. Things are coming due. They worry so much about so much, so many things to the point where it consumes their lives. I don't know about you, but even to the point where it puts them in a depressing mood. You can literally, literally be walking around, amen, with so much on your mind that you can't pay attention to what's happening in your life. I came to minister to you today. I want to say this, that 
the question that we have in life is, why worry? What will it do about the situation? Nothing. We know this. We've heard this. But yet, it's a safe place to gravitate to. It's amazing how many of us find comfort in worrying. It's amazing. It's amazing how it's, it's so hard for us to break the cycle of worrying. Some of us, we're good, we good poker players, you know. You know, we, we don't look like we're worried, but inside. Come on, help me somebody. Question is, what is worry? Let me give you a good definition. Worry is a sense of uneasiness and anxiety about the future. I'm going to say it one more time. Uneasiness and anxiety about the what? The future. Scripture indicates that such anxiety is ultimately grounded in the lack, ready for this, of trust in God. Worry is about the future and a lack of trust in God. Worry is about the future and a lack of what? Trust in God, watch this, and his purposes. Watch this. What causes worry? Yeah, three things. Being worldly minded. Lacking confidence in God. And the third thing, abandoning God. You hear what I said? Let me let me let me let me give it to you. Being worldly minded, lack, lacking confidence in God, and abandoning God. Worry causes at least four things. You ready? Sleeplessness, stress, discomfort, and depression. It's amazing that so many believers who have the Holy Spirit in them, who have the word of God, come on somebody, who have all of this grace and mercy working for them, amen, find themselves consistently worrying about things that they cannot change. Are you with me? Don't let this Christmas 2019 cause you to lose any sleep. Don't let this Christmas cause you to feel like you're not good enough or you're not worthy enough. Can I tell you something? God loves you. And watch this. And he knew all about you before you even knew about yourself. Are you with me? And I thank God today that even with what's going on in our lives, we serve a God that can do something about what we're going through. Do I have anybody? How many of you want to exchange your worry for his peace? How many of you want to have not just peace, amen, when it's convenient, but peace that will last for a lifetime? Peace that will last past today. You see, it all depends on where you get that peace. Paul is writing to the Philippian church. Now, if you think you and I have problems, amen, they were experiencing persecution. As a church, 
Amen. That the culture that they lived in, the the letter is written and it was written as a farewell letter. Paul was leaving for Rome and he was about to be put in prison. But he writes to them to say, listen, I'm going to take care of myself. I know what awaits me. I know that when I leave here today, when I leave you, that savages will, savage wolves will come in. That people will try to pull you away from the Lord. I know that the world is going to try to pull you back when I'm leave, when I leave. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to be hopeful about your future. I want you to stay grounded where God has placed you. I want you to stay purposeful because God has a plan for your life. Paul writes to them to encourage them. But look at verse 4 for a minute. Amidst circumstances, hostility, and disturbances and imprisonment in a very heated culture. Paul says in verse 4 of chapter 4, rejoice. The word he uses, he says, rejoice where? In the Lord when? See, oftentimes we don't do it always because we're waiting for circumstances to cause us to have joy. Are you with me? I talked about joy this morning. Amen. But Paul says to them, now can you imagine? He's telling them, listen, I'm about to go to prison. Y'all finna be here by yourself. I done cried for y'all, but listen, rejoice. He says rejoice when? Rejoice when? When should we rejoice? When? And again I say, come on and help me somebody. Why did he repeat it? In the Greek. Whenever you see words repeated, it's an emphasis that it's an urgency. It's in the imperative mood. It is a present tense, active voice. And it's, watch this, and it literally means this. It means this is something that you need to do with urgency. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. I don't know where you're looking for joy, but the Bible says rejoice Always. It says rejoice who? In the Lord. When? Always. I'm trying to help you. Let me see if I help you. He says rejoice in the Lord when? Always. So therefore, my days, even my bad day, even on my good day, even on my in-between day. So what I found out. Is that my joy is not predicated on my circumstances. It's predicated on who I know. And I want to tell you somebody. I want to tell somebody here this morning. That your joy should come from the Lord. He says. Listen. 
I remember the day I exchanged my worries. I remember the day I did it and I meant it. See, a lot of us, we give God something and we take it right back. Come on, help me somebody. He says, rejoice in the Lord. What? Look at verse five though. Verse five is key. Let your gentle spirit. Amen. You know what? All of us have a gentle side. I don't care how hard you want to be. You want a mean mug and stuff. Looking all mean. You, you got a, you got a gentle spirit way down on the inside. Somewhere down in there. <laughs> Somewhere down in there. We'll find it. He says what? Now, here's the reason why he says this. He says, because the Lord is near. Now you would think, watch this now. These two verses alone would take them to a place where they're not going to worry. But it didn't. They were very worried. And that's the reason verse 5, verse 6 comes to play. Verse 6 he says, and I'm just going to deal with the word. He says, how do you, so how do we exchange your word for peace? Let's look at it. He says, be anxious. I ain't going nothing yet. I want to deal with anxious first. The word anxious means to care. Some of you care for your bad, ch- I mean your children. Do you know you can care for dysfunctional people so much so that you neglect yourself? So dysfunctional. Amen. To the point where you're losing sleep. How am I going to lose sleep over you and you don't even care for me? He says, be anxious. This word means to be anxious ahead of time. To take thought. But watch this. Here's what's interesting about this word. It's a verb, present, active voice, imperative mood. The imperative mood expresses a command. So the first thing we need to do, if we're going to exchange our worry for peace, we must be willing to obey God Here's the key word. Fully. Some of you take it right back. You obey and you see it work and then you get happy. And then in a split second, your mind goes right back to worrying. You just gave it to God, but you just took it back. He says, I don't want you to care so much about whatever it is right now that you make it your idol. That you make it bigger than me. Listen, watch this. That we care so much about the things that we worry about that we get consumed by them. They become a burden and not a blessing. God didn't bless you. 
to mess you up. We, we, we move into a new house. We got new bills. Yeah. And you moved into a new house, didn't you? You bought a new car. Who gave you the car? I hope it was the Lord now. <laughs> Amen. So what you worried about? Why are we so worried about the things that God has already taken care of? Watch this. We can't be consumed with care that it causes us to lose our focus on the Lord. We can care so much that the things become the object of our care and not the Lord. So we must be willing to obey what? God fully. Now watch what he says next. He says, this is what I want to show you. He said, be anxious for what? Nothing. Stay right there. And that word nothing, you would think nothing means nothing. If you want to be, (laughs) see, I took y'all back. See, I took y'all back. Hold on now, pastor. Watch this. (laughs) This word nothing, it has the idea of being individually. Uh, Not a single one is the Greek word. It also has the idea, it means no man. No what? Man. In other words, it takes on a form of not nothing as an object, but nothing as a person. Watch where I'm going with this. When I get in trouble... I ain't calling Jesus, I'm calling mama. Or I'm calling somebody here that can try to help me out of what I'm going through. So rather than fully obeying God, I start believing in people more than I do believe God. So, 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 so watch this. Watch it. The the word means it is a singular item. So let me ask you a question. What is the object of your trust when you worry? Are you following me? What is the object? Who do you run to? What is the one single thing that you draw from to help you through? Watch this. The next point, we must be willing to fully obey God fully. Second thing, we must be willing to believe God. Believe God for what? For everything. For every single thing that you want, not yourself, not anyone. Think about it. You're worried about your rent, so you call everyone. And you look to man first before looking to God. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means absolutely nothing. Nothing means money, health, food, shelter, happiness, children, or your family. No man can give you anything, but God can give you everything. He says, be anxious. 
for nothing. I find it interesting that that word has to do with singular, not more than one, but singular. And I thought about, man, how many times have I focused in on one thing? Watch this. And one thing has caused me to lose sight of the bigger thing. And that's God. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, be anxious for nothing. Here's the, here's the antidote. But in everything. PST. But in everything. By prayer. And what? Supplication. Two words means the same thing, but one means something. One means for a need. The other one, the other one means to tell somebody about your need. That's why it's prayer. I always I was like, why is it say prayer answer? Mean the both same thing, right? No, one thing, one, one is I got a need, <laughs> but I know who to tell about my needs. So give me the next point. Next thing you got to be willing to do is this. We must be willing to exchange our worry by praying. Listen, about what? <laughs> praying about what? Praying about what? But everything, not just the things that I want, but things that I need and things that I don't know I need. Lord, I don't know what I need right now, but I know I need something. I know I don't feel right. I know I'm not sounding right. I know this depression that come over me, this worry that's on me, this whatever is on me. Amen. I'm trying to rub Pete, rob Peter to pay Paul. I'm trying to, amen, come up with a way out of no way. But Lord, I'm praying about this. But here's the thing. When you pray, you can't worry. Because if you're going to worry, you ought not to pray. Are you with me? Can I tell you something? There's not a person who in everything, we don't have an ounce of worry. I'm talking about in the everythings, not in the nothings, in the everythings. And here's the thing. We have to be willing to pray about everything. I'm going to say it one more time. Pray about what? You know why I show up here on Friday? Because I got some everythings that I need right now. Does anybody here got some everythings? I mean, you need something. You need something. Come on. I'm talking about not material. I'm talking about you need a little peace this morning. You need a little joy this morning. You need a little happiness this morning. You're tired, amen, of arguing and fussing and fighting and come on somebody and, and feeling like you're nothing. The only way to rectify it is through prayer. Prayer is the believer's communication with God, with the assistance of the Holy Spirit, where we make our requests be known unto God. I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you what's going on with me. I, I know you care about me, but before I tell you, I'm going to tell God first. And then I'm going to come back because God may use you to be a blessing to me. See, don't count people out. But before you call Poo Poo and Mimi and... I don't use Ray Ray so much. I'm tired of using Ray Ray. I'm trying to find some new names. Amen. And Leroy. Pray. He says in everything 
the byproduct or the antidote or yeah, the antidote, amen, to worry is prayer. I'm trying to help you, y'all. You got to hold your husband's hands. Come on, somebody. You got to hold your children's hands. You got to hold somebody's hands and say, I'm going through this mess. I don't know why it's like this. I'm not happy. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of the pain. And so, Lord, I need you to help me now. And can I tell you something? The moment you say, Father, he turns in your direction. The moment you say, Father, Abba. Abba. Now, now, now let me tell you, let me, let, let, me, let me just sidebar real quick. The word Aleph in the Hebrew means head or chief. Oh, I wish I had somebody. The word A, Aleph, amen, in the Hebrew has the idea of leader. So that's what I'm saying. The moment you say Abba, your leader shows up. Your head shows up. Your chief shows up. Amen. And, and, and watch this, watch this, watch this. This is, it. This is very interesting now. The Hebrew word Aleph, watch this, has a symbol to it. And the symbol of, it, of that letter is a house. So he's leader of your house. He's chief over your house. Come on, somebody. He's in control of your house. That's why I don't call him daddy. I call him Abba. I'm going to tell you what, what, what the next word means next week. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. He says, in everything, by what? Prayer. So we must be willing to exchange our worry by what? By prayer. Right? By praying about everything. Look what he says next. He said, I wanted to keep this word right here by itself. See, you do it by prayer. But you can't pray. You can't keep prayer by itself. Prayer don't work good by itself. Here's what prayer needs to accompany it in order for it to be effective. Thanksgiving. A lot of us pray. We don't say thanks. Now, now the reason why he wants you to say thanks before you get it, because you know Abba is in the house. Are you with me? He says, he says, he says, with what? With that, that word thanksgiving means gratefulness. Listen, you can't teach gratefulness. But when you pray, Start thanking him for the answer. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, it's already done. In the name of Jesus, you've already fixed it. Thank you, Abba. Thank you. I'm grateful. 
He says, with thanksgiving. The next point is this. We must be willing to remain in a posture of gratefulness. Where are the grateful people? 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 Where are the, it's easy to become ungrateful when stuff start going good for you. So before it gets good, he wants you to practice your gratefulness so you won't lose your gratefulness later on. Because the truth be told, all of us have gotten caught up with the stuff and we have forgotten to be grateful. Come on, Lord, I need you to open this door. Lord, I need you to fix this situation. Lord, Lord, I need this right now. And the Lord said, okay, I got you. I got you. That's easy. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. How many cows you need? The earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof. And they that dwell. What you worried about? A car? He going to get you another one. What you worried about, start thanking him now for the new one. Come on, come on. Start thanking him right now. Start thanking him right now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're going to fix my finances. Come on, somebody. You're going to fix my circumstance. Lord, I'm praying, but I'm thanking you at the same time. With everything, with prayer and thanksgiving. Watch this now, watch this now, watch this. Look at what God has done for us and what he continues to do. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, let, let what? Your request. I find it interesting. Prayer, supplication, and request are three different things. He says, let your request be made what? Now, 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 you know, you thought I was going there, but shouldn't. We already talked about poo-poo and ray-ray. Watch this. Here's the thing you got. Hold on before you go there. Hold on a second. Somebody just checked out. Hold on. Stay with me. Stay with me. Because here's what the problem is with us when we pray. We're not honest. Put it on there. Put it on the screen. We must be willing to be Open What if you really was to let it out? I'm talking about really say what you want to say. God is not going to keep blessing you if you think you can deceive him. How do you think you're going to deceive God and he created you? And he knows your heart. Come on, man. Look. Seriously, like, boom. Seriously. When will you be? I had that moment yesterday. I was just open and I was honest. And I was crying in his presence. I said, Lord, I ain't going to cry in front of nobody. I'm going to cry in front of you. And I'm going to tell you what I feel in my heart. 
And Lord, I don't like where I am. I don't like what I feel. I don't like what I'm going through. I know I got to go through it. I'm not blaming you. I thank you. I'm grateful. And then it went from me crying and weeping to me praising and thanking him because I know that a better thing is about to come. See, here's the thing. You can whine to people, your problem going to stay the same. You got to talk to somebody after you talk to them, they can do something about where you are. And that's God. Watch this. He already knows. He can grant it. He can make it happen. Watch this. Watch this. So I'm worried about so many things. All I got to do is be open. Can I ask you something? When was the last time you were really brutally honest with yourself? (laughs) Amen. You got to be honest with God. Watch what he says next. Last piece and we finna go home. Watch what we say. Watch what he says next. Verse seven. He says, and the peace of God. The what? The peace of God. Which I don't when all you could do is cry. When all you can do is just be speechless. You can't say nothing else. You're in the storm. Watch this. Watch this. He says, and the peace of God which surpasses all. See, what you, see, you smart. You smart. You got three degrees. Degrees don't get this. Degrees can't get you peace. He says, but the, when the peace of God come upon your heart, some of you right now saying, I don't even understand it. Listen, I don't even understand it. Everything is going crazy in my life, but I feel a sense of peace right now, Pastor. But some of us don't act like that. We panic. We throw tantrums. So here's a sign for you and I to know if we're really worried, we have the absence of peace. Watch this. You can't have the peace of God. If you're not at first at peace with God. This is what the Bible says. Friendship with the world. Makes you an enemy of God. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. God resists the proud. But he gives grace. To the humble. You with me? So how in the world. Oh. Now I know why I don't have peace. Now I know why I'm wrestling. Now I know why I'm trying to move from one thing to another thing. Trying to start a new thing. Starting to look for a new thing. Because I haven't prayed. 
I have not supplicated. And so now I have the absence of God's peace. But listen, here's a test for you next week. Whatever is going on, you pray about it. You stand still. Watch this. Watch this. And then all of a sudden, the peace of God will flood your heart. He says, the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Because look, you can't, listen, your mind is all over the place. You can't sleep because you think too much. And you're thinking too much and you're plotting. But when you have the peace of God, you ain't got to plot nothing. You ain't got to try nothing. You ain't got to do no scratch-offs. You ain't got to do nothing. Some of us are trying to scratch off to have some peace. Listen, the scratch-off ain't going to work this year. But But if you pray about it. Lord, this is how I'm feeling right now. And the true test is that when you have the peace of God, nothing will move you. Nothing. It will guard your hearts and minds where? In Christ Jesus. Can I ask you something? Watch this. You prayed. You stopped worrying. And now you're in the midst of a circumstance. You're in the midst of hostility. You got some disturbances in your life. You got some imprisonments. You got, watch this, you're in the heat of persecution. You're in the midst of apprehension. Watch this, you're around all kinds of hell and high waters, but yet you're standing still. Yet you're like, I ain't got no problems that God can't fix. I wish I had somebody. What he's done for others, he'll do for me. I know you tripping, but I'm going to stand here in the peace of God. Because when the peace floods my heart, when the peace take over my mind, you could say whatever you want to say. But God, right now, I need your peace. And the only way to get it is if I release, exchange my worry. For your peace. Let me say this. The last point. What was that last point? We must be willing to open our what? Our hearts and our minds to him. Young man came to his son. Dad, Billy said, Henry keeps taking my stuff. He said, well, he won't share. And Henry gets spiritual and says, Dad, didn't you teach us to share? But he won't ask, Billy cried. I don't mind sharing if he just would ask for it and not be presumptuous and and just take my stuff. All he got to do is ask. Dad interjected, Henry, ask him. So Henry reluctantly said, May I use it? Billy replied, yes. All you had to do. Do you know that God wants to deal with you and I in the same way? He wants to take your worry. All you got to do is ask. 
All you got to do is say, God, here I am. Lord, I know I don't know what I'm going, what I'm doing right now. I could admit, I could admit I don't know everything. That's what the problem is. Pride gets in. Lord, I could admit right now. Lord, let your peace flood me, Lord. Let your peace come in, Lord. Let your peace come into my heart. Let your peace comes in, come in, Lord. Because when I have your peace, I know I'm safe. But I know who's in control now. Let me tell you something about God's peace. I don't know if you ever felt his peace. But his peace is something that you will never forget when you possess it. And ain't no devil in hell can take it from you. If you let him, if you let him, but go right back, Lord, I'm willing to remain grateful. I'm going to be open and honest with you, but listen, open your heart this morning. Open your heart. Billy had a problem. Henry had a problem. He thought he could take everything. And all he had to do was ask. Your daddy been waiting on you. Come on, somebody. Your daddy, Abba, been waiting for you to ask. The Bible says when you ask, he'll give you beyond what you can even handle. Are you with me? No good thing does God withhold from them that loves him. And so in this season, we're going to exchange our worry for his peace. Give God a hand clap of praise.